This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. We're going to go with an email from Craig Murphy off the top today. Is Elbow's pledge of $600 million to the creation of an 18th NRL licence so the NRL doesn't have to put its hand in its own pocket the biggest conflict of interest in Australian sports political history. It's more than the NRL revenue of an entire year. Never has a federal government funded a team in a private sporting league, especially for a club that isn't even in Australia. It goes on. It's a very detailed question. I'm not aware of even all the details that yep. uh, Craig's referred to. Um, I'll have a go at this. Go at it, please, because yep. I'm not across the actual amount attached to this. I can't find that question. Where is it? Is uh, it? It's on page seven of uh, oh, what yeah. you've got there. Yeah. Oh, you've gone back to the... Uh, it would have been question of the week, right. but we ran out of time. Well, first of all, to correct uh, fact check, Craig, <laughs> it's not $600 million there you go. I didn't a that year. Yeah. It's $60 million a year by 10 years. And a lot of that goes into um, pathway grassroots development um, so you've looked into this already? I've yeah. been following this story. From Trying to day- get your hands on some of that 600? Uh, I've been following this story from day one. Okay. <laughs> How many percentage points can you get off the 600? Papua New Guinea is a massive, I think it's about 11 million people, massive NRL market. It's the number one product there. It is part of the diplomacy battle. You know, we obviously had the Solomon Islands faux pas when the Chinese came in and built. This is a way to keep Australian presence strong in Papua New Guinea. And okay and lessen China's ability to push in. And Gee, you have gone deep. And it's smart too because you've got PNG Rugby League fanaticism. It opens up a new market, opens up an entirely new uh, revenue source. You get the government invested in your business. Volandi's frank this, and I can't believe we didn't talk about this on the main body, as you would say. Volandi's well, frank this. Do we want to flag it for next week then? Have a Vol- couple get it. Volandi's went to the White House last week with Albert. I had it on the sheet. I just didn't get to it. And I would be staggered if the US are not a small contributor to this pot of money. Right. Let's look at this next week. Yep. Craig, I'm going to look into this myself. And I'll then, make some calls. And Hutchie's clearly got a lot to talk about. And the we'll, game we'll... in Vegas in March. And it's just been a Volandi's masterstroke. I love the idea. I think it'll be sensational. And right. I think it's a great way to embed yourself with the government. All right. Bring, some, bring your whole game on this the topic next week and we'll flag that I was that waiting for, for that the whole podcast. Well, it, it was there, Hutchie, but we had a thousand things to get through yep. and, and, and we just got sidetracked, but it was there. Okay. Adam Warney Child via X. Could Gary Pert replace Craig Hutchison for the Spin City segment? Purdy has the great man covered by the length of the Flemington Strait. I love it, Warney. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I thought... There was an element of that. I thought Gary Pert's performance was the best I've seen in 40 years. <laughs> CEOs. How's the, uh, what about the culture of the sounding board? Is that, is that the best you've seen in eight years at the moment? Well, our, our culture, our culture, our culture frayed around the edges where, where Jane had to leave <laughs> due to the culture okay. so for, for, um, for safer, less, um, more publicly funded environments. <laughs> We are still continuing to use Jane's voice on the opener, which I noticed I just, that. Yeah. Sam Thompson, our head of radio, had re-recorded oh. the openers with new fresh voice, and I'm like, new. No, we're waiting for the ABC letter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ju Sasso on X was the corn public apology over Demon's comments part of the deal to get the exclusive interview on SEN, or was it unrelated and just lawyers doing their thing with more more to come? What's happened here? Corn. Yeah, Kane clarified that he had made some comments last week regarding Simon Goodwin that clarified. were casual and not based on fact. 
<laughs> clarified. And, and he apologised for that. Did he? Did he? Yep. Hmm. Might, might flag this one for conversation next week too. Juice Hasso's uh, alerted me to something there I wasn't aware of. Queensland, Queensland sports fan, Virex. If Hutchie was Rugby Australia CEO, what would be his first three priorities in the first 100 days? And just for those who just uh, don't always realise this, Rugby Australia is actually Rugby Union. Well, I think um, the problem is they don't play a lot. So the, the ability to do anything in 100 days is a bit challenge, more challenging yeah. than most. I don't know enough about the sport. So first 100 days would be about meeting everybody, listening and forming a view as quickly as possible. The Super Rugby feels a real problem for them. They're, not, they're just not competitive in that competition and they've got to figure out a way to, to, to recreate that. I'd want to revisit the equity deal and understand why it didn't happen and was there a better way to approach it? Were we being too demanding of what we asked of our partners? Was the price out of whack or otherwise? But it needs to be scaled back, doesn't it? It needs to be from the ground up reviewed, doesn't yep. it? And then yeah. I, I would be putting in a role or roles quickly that compete on talent at a far younger age than letting rugby league and AFL take the best athletes. Yep. They're probably the three things that spring to mind, but I don't know anything about the business. So listing would be the first thing. Matthew Hay email with the success of the, of the Matildas in the world cup and a sold out crowd at Optus stadium on Sunday, should football Australia or someone be looking at playing a game at the MCG and to try to draw 100,000 there in the very near future? Yeah, I think the Matildas are on this incredible wave of interest. And any time they can maximise crowds they did in Perth on the weekend. Was that the question? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah but, but should it be also scheduled at the MCG? I see there's a yes. there's a Taylor Swift clash. Is that right? Oh, yeah. On a possibility. Well, Taylor's going to go Simon. first. Come on. Taylor's going to take over the Matildas. Taylor's the biggest thing in the world right now. <laughs> Didn't get to talk Taylor this week. That was disappointing. It's first time in a few weeks, yeah. actually. Uh, a lot of questions about Michael Clark's appearance on A Current Affair. We did... Dave Collins and others who've asked the question refer to it on the main body. Tony Freeman email. I've watched the quarterback series on Netflix. So have I, Tony. After listening to you two discussing it, the most striking thing was the relationship that exists between the quarterback and the rest of the team members. The quarterbacks at times seem condescending to their teammates, speaking platitudes about it being a team effort, while other team members either appear in awe of the QB or at least so distant from them that there is no personal relationship. This appears to be in stark contrast to our other codes and especially the AFL where the atmosphere in the change rooms appears much more collegial. Am I being too harsh in this judgment? No, you're not, Tony. That's the way it works in American sport and I love it. We've removed, watched it closely. We've yep. removed the superstar yep. out of Australian sport deliberately. Everyone's equal. Yep. The quarterbacks do say they're equal and it's always a team effort. Patrick Mahomes makes sure he says it's a team effort every time and yet it's always about Patrick Mahomes. Yep. And so it should be. Fair play. They're not winning two Super Bowls of the three they've played in without him. They're probably not winning without the offensive line either, though, right? He would acknowledge yep. that too. Yeah. No, it, I, I, I love it. I know it was a little bit above the line on some of the portrayal of, of stuff. Uh, there's a critical one of me there, Hutchie, if you wanted to get that one. Josh, oh, yeah, I'll read Josh that. Josh from? Josh, Josh Malkai. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's always got me. Every oh. time Hawthorne's rebuild and list management strategy is discussed, Damo feels the need to lean on his crutch of mentioning their 16th finish this past season. Surely a journalist of many years and former news industry newsbreaker, that's a good, good point, former, <laughs> can understand that ladder position is only one metric to measure a team's performance and progression. The youth policy is an investment in the future that has already shown green shoots. Rebuilds aren't a new phenomenon, and Damo should understand this by now. Mm. Just like to deal with what's in front of us, Hutchie. And I look at the ladder, and they're still 16th from what they did in 2023. Two matches behind 15th and only North Melbourne and West Coast beneath them. That's, that's, that's all you can do with, isn't it? It was progress, though. Was it? 
yep. to, to finish the. You couldn't have finished lower. You actually couldn't have finished lower in 2023 with North Melbourne and West Coast in the competition. You could not have finished lower. I think you're very, very hard. Could not have finished lower, Josh and Hutchie. Uh, this is also from Josh. He's been busy. While watching a clip of Kane Corns on SEN, I noticed, quote, Melbourne Airport was on the LED backdrop. Is Damien surprised that Hutchie has managed to commercialise his passion for navigation of airport security? Details of the contra involved would be fascinating. Now, that's a good pickup too. I'm back on Josh's uh, books now. It's a good point, Josh. Great, air- great partner of ours. Great airport, Melbourne Airport. And long-term car parking, of course, is there as well. <laughs> Ben Davies, Facebook, on at the moment. thoughts on the new format of Cricket World Cup whilst I'm at it. Thoughts on team performances thus far. Um, I've found it boring, Ben. I've wanted to embrace it. I really love it. I actually love a 50-over World Cup, but this is the first one that's really got to me, and I reckon it's got to the players as well. And I maybe it may be that the format is part of that. It's probably the fairest format we've ever had, where every team plays every other team, and the top four go through. It's as fair as you're going to get, really, when it's all said and yeah. done. You're not beholden to pools and the way they work. But I think the tournament's. I reckon it's just about strongly. done. Do you? Yep. Yeah. Hey, just back on air, on airports before you mentioned. Yep. Before we move on. Yeah. For the last month of the series, of these this year, how many have we got left? Four or five, probably. Yep, a five-week series. I don't mean to sound like I'm the oracle on this topic, but I would like to introduce my own segment in the main body <laughs> from next week for five weeks. Yes, airport advice. <laughs> so you can write. Well, you can hang, write, hang on. Here, here we go. This is a question from Matthew Jones. So I'll do this as a. I'll do a question of the week on airport advice. Yeah, there's a few things I'd like to get off my chest anyway. I love this. So it's the sounding board at sen.com.au is the email address. The sounding board at sen.com.au. You can table your advice on either getting through, in, or out of airports, or in or off planes, or airport protocol, or plane protocol. So airport advice. You've got a better name for it. Zip is going to come up with a stinger, you know, come fly with me or something, or whatever he can come up with on a musical. Up, up in the air. George um, Clooney movie. But I've, I've, I've just been accumulating I like it. a note or two on my notes on planes over the last little bit. Well, just... Ma- Matthew Jones on X has posed this. Can we have another spin-off to match Damo's dish? Hutchie's hacks, for example. Tips and tricks on flying. Best carry-on luggage cases, getting through airport security. So you've got the idea off Matthew Jones there as a I question. Had, look, I've hand on heart, had not seen that. Well, there you go. Hutchie's hacks, does that quite work? Not quite. Not quite. Not quite. Close. Okay. And there's another one about Damo's dish what about this? Jared What about this as a name? Carry-on. I like that. Yeah. Because yeah. you only have carry-on luggage, as you know, and yep. got carry-on a, a fair bit carry on planes. On. Yep. A lot of carry-on about planes. I reckon that works. Carry-on. <laughs> Craig's carry-on. Oh, here we Craig's go. Craig's carry-on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One more. Jared Wilkes. Uh, Damo, the raging success of the latest iteration of Damo's Dish has got me wondering. Are you now more famous for being an AFL journalist or a celebrity chef? Yep. The pen may be mightier than the sword, but in your case, is it mightier than the kitchen knife? Yep. I'm just about out of recipes again, Jared. I told Hutchie <laughs> we're running dry. Yep. <laughs> We've got a good one this week, though. Yep. And uh, I'll refer you to that in, in, uh, in 24 hours' time upon hearing this issue, an edition of Question Time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Questions with Hachi and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.